1: Let's be honest. The first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simons on the Georgia Coast, for instance. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home... Have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb
0: while you are away, because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com
2: slash host. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager,
1: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing rate hike repercussions, thieves targeting your car, and password sharing crackdowns.
0: Hey, buddy. This is our Friday Flight episode. Every Friday, we take a look at some of the different headlines we've come across this week, and we talk about how they are going to impact your money, the important happenings, and what it means to you. That's right. We've got a bunch of stories to get to today, like the ones you mentioned, plus a bunch others. But first, man, can you believe how long we have been podcasting this episode right here? This is episode four. What is it? 49. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Pretty crazy, right? We're getting really dang close to episode five. Hundred, which is, first of all, mind-blowing. I, c- I can't believe we've recorded, w- th- that we've put up with each other for that many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that our listeners have put up with us that long. Yeah, that- Thank you, listeners, for <laughs> listening to this show. I mean, quite literally, we would not have a show without our listeners. I mean,
1: we would. We'd just be speaking into the void. Nobody uh, would be listening, and <laughs> we would probably get
0: tired of that after a Let's while. Let's be honest. We would still be interested in the topics that we talk about, but we wouldn't. I mean, would we actually put out a podcast if nobody listened? <laughs> no, we'd probably stop recording uh, after a that while. That would be craziness. Yeah, uh, lunacy, if we were to do that with nobody listening. But we are going to celebrate that 500th episode. uh, And to what we're just saying, we do want to sort of turn the tables a little bit. And we specifically want to hear from our listeners. We want to hear some of the different money tips and tricks that you have been able to implement into your life. Yeah. We want to hear them. We want you to record a voice memo. We want you to send them to us. That way we can share them on the show on that 500th episode, just like we do oftentimes with our Ask How to Money episodes. But instead of taking questions, we want to hear the different ways. Ways that you
1: are crushing your money goals uh, through the different tips and tricks that you have implemented. Yeah, basically, we want to hear your best piece of financial advice that yeah. you can share. Preferably in under a minute, Matt and I will be able to talk about it. But we will share as many of these pieces of financial advice that, that are come from our listeners as possible on episode 500. And you know, just to sweeten the pot a little bit, we're going to come up with uh-huh. some. We're, we're we're working on a cool piece of how to money swag. <laughs> we are in the midst of it right now. Yeah, that we will send to, and it's it's going to be cool that we will send to every listener whose piece of financial advice makes it onto the show. Yeah, we'll get your address. We'll send you something cool. Um, but but it's really just a way to say like, you know, what we're we're dishing out financial advice all the time on this show, right? 500 episodes deep. But our listeners have so much knowledge, too. They're constantly... We are only two dudes,
0: and we do things a certain way. I am sure there are a lot of folks out there who probably are thinking, you know, I, I love listening to Matt and Jill, but I don't necessarily have an Ask How to Money question to submit, but they
1: might have some killer advice. Yeah, and they've never mentioned this before on the show. Uh-huh. And how in the world have they left that on the table? Or and, uh, yes. and and listeners are always giving great advice in the How to Money Facebook group. We just so want to hear your voice. This is a chance for you to tell everybody out there in the How to Money community the great thing that saved you money or, or helped you as an investor. Yes. And it's just going to be fun to kind of share as many of those as possible just in a few weeks' time here on, on How to Money. episode. 500 in that celebration. Just um, getting to include listeners in episodes is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one.
0: That's right, man. And again, it is super easy to record a voice memo on your phone and to just email it to us. But we will include some brief instructions up on the website at howtomoney.com forward slash celebrate. Just head over there if you are looking for a little more guidance
1: in how to submit those voice memos. can't wait just to basically, you know, take that episode off and learn from our listeners. Yes. Kind of go into like Tom Brady semi-retirement for a second and uh, (laughs) let other people do the heavy lifting
0: for one episode. Speaking of Tom Brady, we are going to get to uh, a story that includes (laughs) tim later on during this episode but let's go ahead man get to our friday flight
1: let's do it okay so the first thing we we have to talk about is the the federal reserves rate hike that happened Mm -hmm. this week and um yeah that happened just a couple days ago you're you're probably seeing a lot of headlines about it uh these days if you pay attention (laughs) to the financial public publications but i guess the question that a lot of people have um in their brain right now matt after seeing this breaking news is well what does it mean to me, of course, that's what the Friday flight's all about. And um, yeah, we want to break down these complicated macroeconomic issues and then discuss how they pertain to your personal finances. And by raising interest rates, the main goal uh, that the Fed has here, it basically, it's to slow down the rate of inflation that's that right. we're seeing, right? Which we're all seeing at the grocery store, on car prices, everything, right? It's become a massive problem affecting all of our budgets, in a real substantial way. And so it's going to be interesting to see how these rate hikes impact the economy. Because nothing is certain. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it's important to you to mention too, like what this federal rate hike means. Basically, this is like the overnight lending rate that the Fed uh, issues to banks. And so this isn't like a rate that you as a consumer, as a borrower, that you have access to. It's the rate that the Fed pays banks when they deposit their money with the Fed overnight. Basically, That's right. But, how, but it does
1: have trickle down effects. It certainly does. And that's and what we want to talk about. Let's talk about a few of those trickle down yeah. effects because, you know, it's likely that we're going to see um, this impact people most severely if they have variable interest rate debt. Mm-hmm. So that means credit card interest rates are are going to rise. And if you've got like a home equity line of credit, that rate will also be ticking up the next time your bank is allowed to increase it. But you know, it's less actually about the tiny quarter percent increase that we're seeing in the near term. 25 um, basis points. Yeah, it's, it's really it's not that much this one hike. It's more about the long term additional rate hikes that the Fed has announced like that they're going to to be doing. And so, yeah, now is actually the perfect time to focus on paying down those kinds of debts that you've got, the the variable interest rate debts, before those rates rise even further. You know, folks often want to know, well, does this mean mortgage rates are going to go higher? They have been going up in recent months, and anybody who's paying attention has seen that. They're actually the highest they've been in three years now, um, but this rate bump doesn't actually mean that that mortgage rates are going to tick up. Mortgage rates are kind of complex in in how they're um, figured out, but yeah, they, they might even tick down over the next days, maybe the next couple of weeks. That remains to be seen, but yeah, if you have variable interest rate debt, now is the time to do something about it. Now's the time to start getting rid of it. That's right man. And to
0: sort of preempt another question, no, savings interest rates they won't be going up. <laughs> we've uh, we've touched on this before, but the the reason that banks pay interest to Customers uh, is because they want your money to be on file with them. They take that, you know, those deposits, uh, and then they can do other things with that money, whether that's lending it out to to borrowers. But because of all of the money that we, uh, that Americans in general are flush with, they don't need any more money. <laughs> <laughs> They've got all the money that they need. Those savings accounts are stocked. Yes, and, and and that's why basically they aren't uh, at the moment, at least, offering higher interest rates. Although we might see that start to tick up a little bit, especially with the more competitive online banks. But we should also make mentioned that it makes sense for some folks to do a student loan refinance these days. We know that you you still don't have to pay on those loans right now, uh, but those payments are set to resume in just over a month. And if you can not afford to pay on those loans and you don't qualify for loan forgiveness, now could be the perfect time to refinance while the rates are are still near all-time lows. But remember, refinancing, it's not for everyone. The, uh, the federal loans uh, that are out there have some additional protections for borrowers, including uh, income-based repayment. Uh, were you to refinance, you would be giving up some of those perks, <laughs> some of those benefits of federal loans. But we'll make sure to link to an article that explains all the different things that you need to consider. We'll link to that article in our show notes as well.
1: Yep, for sure. And, and that article, hopefully, yeah, will walk you through if you're like, I'm not sure if I'm, I, the, if, if, if I'm the kind of person who should be uh, doing this refi. It'll help you decide whether or not it's for you. All totally. right, um, let's talk about streaming for a second, Matt. And uh, over the past decade, I would say, we've all gotten used to the fact that virtually all all of the television we watch is now delivered via streaming services. Yeah, live sports is <laughs> one of the exceptions, although that is it's coming also to
0: moving yeah, <laughs> yeah, via Hulu Plus Live or like whatever.
1: Amazon Prime is getting Friday night baseball games and stuff like that. Oh, is so it really,
0: yeah, you follow the baseball more closely than I
1: do. Yeah, but we've seen, you know, like Thursday night football on Amazon yeah. Prime before and stuff like that. So we're going to see more and more of that. But but also, yeah, we've gotten used to the experience that we, we no longer have to put up with commercials. And I think a lot of us have been thrilled with that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now that we're we're hooked on ad-free streaming though, the different providers out there they're you know gently pulling the rug out from under <laughs> us. <laughs> commercials are basically on the comeback trail, and you can get a discount for opting to watch commercials while streaming and so disney plus is actually has announced they're planning to offer a discounted plan that includes commercials later on this year you know you'll save five bucks a month right now if you opt for commercials on hbo max's streaming service hulu has been doing this for years that's basically how they started Mm -hmm. and then they started to allow people to pay extra to opt out of commercials so i guess um yeah my question is is it worth it to opt out of commercials, I guess it depends, right? On <laughs> how much you dislike them. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind a commercial here and there, then it could mean saving a few bucks each month. Yeah, and it really, yeah, just kind of comes down to the age-old question of how much your time is worth. I think as long as there are options for folks, I th-
0: if all the different you know streaming services chose to guess what, now no matter what, you've got to watch commercials that would be a massive mistake, right? Like you got to give people the option as long as folks have a choice. I think a lot of individuals are going to be happy with that. You know, I can't imagine going back to the time when you're sitting there watching a 30 minute episode of Friends or something like that, and really there's only like 21 minutes of actual actual show that you're watching. Two-thirds of the the time was actual show content. Seriously, exactly, yeah. So, keep that in mind, uh, Netflix executives and whoever else listens to this show, (laughs) Uh, because on that note, the reason we mentioned Netflix is because they're actually getting tired of you using your ex-boyfriend's roommate's password to watch Bridgerton. (laughs) Uh, Or Drive to Survive, the (laughs) Formula One series, which is fascinating. But we, we mentioned this because Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. Uh, this is—it's being tested first in, in some other countries where they are kind of basically they're prompting their subscribers to pay a few extra dollars, like a fee, uh, for additional folks who stream on your account. The Peruvians and the Chileans, they're they're the guinea pigs out there. (laughs) Uh, But the writing seems to be on the wall. Uh, If you are sharing a Netflix plan with a friend or another, uh, even another family altogether, I guess, there's a good
1: chance that that behavior might cost you more in the future. Yeah, and we're just seeing more competition in the streaming space in general. Mm -hmm. We we've been living in the golden age of television, like literally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is there ever going to be a time where there's (laughs) more good stuff to watch? Literally,
0: the past decade, like we have been in this period of time when it's it's like all the different streaming services have been in an arms race, essentially, right? Trying to grow their subscribers, they're growing the subscribers and they're increasing the kind of content that they're putting out. But now it's getting a little more cutthroat, and they're Mm -hmm. saying they're realizing, oh, in order for us to create the you know this amazing content. We gotta, we gotta make some
1: more money. And instead. how many movies and TV shows is Netflix putting out in a given oh, year? It's gosh. astronomical. Yeah, right. Like you, you. Couldn't watch it all. It's almost like YouTube levels of content on Netflix these days. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. Um, they, and that's and they're
0: doing that globally. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, like there is content being created
1: <laughs> in different countries that we can't even get our hands on. That's right. Yeah. It's nuts. All right. So yeah, just remember that, and and we'll um, keep you up to speed if that new Netflix practice of pa- cracking down on passwords comes to the U.S. Let's talk about housing for a second, Matt, because um, the housing market it's still suffering from a lack of bonkers. supply, right? Prices are through the roof, which has been frustrating anyone who's trying to buy a home. Specifically, I feel bad for first-time home buyers. Oh yeah. So, some of our friends, like their house went for almost $150,000 above list price. It's crazy for, town. For, for, for almost like a starter home. It's yeah. Like a, it's
0: a 3-2. Uh, yeah.
1: It's mind blowing. Bonkers. So I feel for everybody out there who is trying to buy a house because it's really, really hard. And, you know, our price is going to chill out in the near future. That's anyone's guess. It depends on a whole lot of things. But, yeah, if you're out there making offers, just wanted to note that personalization can actually be kind of uh, helpful when you're making your pitch. Um, the, the Wall Street Journal had an article about how folks are winning in this bidding war environment. Some are offering free content tickets or to, to, to pay for a vacation for the seller in, in order to stand out yeah. someone else like owned a restaurant and they were like 50 percent off at my restaurant for a whole year for, and, for life <laughs> i mean those are the kind of things links that people are going to to try to score the home that they want and i think that's pretty cool right but uh, i gotta say uh, honestly sometimes a personalized letter about what you love about the house about the neighborhood maybe how much it would mean to your family why you want to live there why you Mm -hmm. love their house in particular those kinds of, of letters don't cost anything and they can be really persuasive like i'm thinking if i was trying to sell my home that would go a long way, and I would potentially be willing to take, yeah. you know, the, not the highest offer if it tugged at my heartstrings when I read it. Yep. <laughs> you know, if it made me happy that this person would be taking over the reins, living in that house that I loved. So I don't know. I always think that's a good tactic; it's one worth considering.
0: Those are all important things to to keep in mind. But you know, one thing that you don't want to do to to stand out is to waive your inspection. Evidently, twenty one percent of folks are actually doing that right now, according to uh, real estate website Redfin. We're not cool with that unless you know a lot, a whole lot about houses uh, or if you can bring someone who does to the showing with you. Some folks are literally hiring inspectors to come tour the homes with them so that they can waive the inspection when they make their offer, (laughs) which is pretty brilliant yeah Uh, this is one of the ways to kind of secure the deal and make that happen yeah but without putting yourself at undue risk exactly like you are still covering your bases Uh, because i know it can be tempting to waive those different contingencies when you've been you know you might maybe you've been stymied in your home buying attempts but buying a multi hundred thousand dollar lemon or money pit is something that you want to avoid at all costs and it might be
1: over a million dollar lemon because i don't know if stats recently came out matt Guess what percentage of homes now cost over a million dollars in the U.S. I, I think I saw the it? it used to be like two percent. Now it's like eight or ten. Yeah, it's like almost nine percent. Yeah, of homes yeah, yeah, cost okay. over a million dollars, which I was surprised to see. But it's and they're also all out in California. <laughs> yeah, that's true. um Ninety uh, percent of those are in California, but which it, is I can't I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's just a different way of living it is, out there. It is. Yeah, a, a million dollars for you know a two one out there <laughs> in some places. All right. Well, we've got more information that we've we've got to share with you on today's Friday flight including a story about thieves targeting your car. We'll get to that and more right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't
0: worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal.
1: Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's
2: policygenius.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you.
0: All right. We're back from the break. Joel, let's continue uh, with our Friday flight. Are you,
1: are, are you willing to introduce our ludicrous headline of the week? I'll do it. I got this, buddy. And uh, listener Gary actually sent this one over, which we, you know what? I just want to say, if anybody comes across some sort of ludicrous financial headline this week, feel free to email us. Let us know. Yeah. We love hearing suggestions from listeners.
0: And, and No this, matter what, we always like hearing from from listeners, yeah. whether it's you sending in your voice memo to share what cool tip you've implemented in your life that was another quick plug for the uh, 500th episode <laughs>
1: or if it's a ludicrous headline either way we love it yeah for sure All right. so this this headline was tom brady unretired and disappoints unlucky fan and <laughs> and everybody heard about this by now it was the unretirement that uh, you know went around the world and i don't think anyone was terribly shocked i was actually surprised when he said he was retiring i was like i don't know if that's gonna stick but yeah you, you would think all tom brady fans would be pumped that he's coming back for another season right Well, Just about all of them. (laughs) Not not the anonymous guy or gal who paid more than half a million dollars for Tom Brady's last touchdown football. Um, I, I would say that this football mat is almost certainly worth a good bit less now that it's just another random football that tom brady threw and um it's it's a good idea if you're buying something like this that that feels sentimental there's there's so much going on in the space of collectibles that i would say a a lot of people are going to lose money in this space if you think of it as an investment you are are likely to get burned when you're buying some sort of sports memorabilia or playing cards um you have no idea whether that asset is going to go up or down in price and i think this unlucky bidder is is going to find that out pretty quickly I completely agree. You definitely can't look at some of these different
0: items as uh, an actual investment. But, that being said, I would be willing to say that I think that that specific football, that it will maintain its value, right? Interesting. Because of the fact that like there's still... takes from Matt. Well, there's still a story associated with the football, right? Like There's no inherent value of that football, except for the fact that it was, whatever, the last ball that Tom Brady tossed or whatever. (laughs) But the fact is, it's not like that. After he deflated it. Oh, (laughs) bam! Um, Just kidding. It's not like that the story completely evaporated though right it's, it's not like it all of a sudden does not exist anymore it's just that the story has changed and and so like in my mind so before it was the football it was you know the last winning touchdown pass that he threw or whatever now it's the football that he threw before he fake retired. <laughs> like, there is still a story surrounding it. And, like, I might even be willing to say that it might even be worth slightly more because of the fact that we're talking about it right now. Not that, not that you know, we're pumping it up or anything like that, but just because it's going around the internet, it's becoming like a legend. It's a, basically, it's a meme, right? Yeah. Like, like that is why meme stocks are a thing. It's not because necessarily of the inherent value of that thing, but rather it has more to do with the, the story and the lore surrounding the item. Uh, and so that's why I'm willing to say that that it's going to
1: maintain its value or we might even see it go up in value. All right, well, this we'll might see. just be a short-term 24-hour news cycle story. So Maybe, I don't yeah. know, we'll see, we'll see. But um, it's still funny. I appreciate your take. And it's still <laughs> kind of funny. And yeah. I'm sure that was their immediate reaction where they're just like, wait. He just came out
0: of retire- retirement, <laughs> son of a.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of speculative assets, I think there was a story in the Financial Times that we we should talk about because you know even a, a good story like you're talking about this this football has kind of a story associated with it. And maybe that will lead to actually an increase in value. Well, even a, a good story can't can't prevent speculators from getting crushed right now as nft prices are are getting hammered and yeah the the, basically the speculative frenzy in that space seems to be over or or at least in a lull for the time being and the financial times reports that since november in kind of the peaks of the NFT market, the average price of NFTs for sale has declined by almost 50%. And so, I don't. similar to that Tom Brady football, right? Like, I sure hope you bought digital art for sentimental reasons because you really liked the way it looked and you right. wanted to incorporate it into your life in some way, form, or fashion, not just because you were trying to score a quick buck because a lot of people have seen the value of some of those digital assets that they thought were going to continue going up in value exponentially um, just plummet back down to earth. And, be, and some of them have become, you know, almost worthless. That's right, man.
0: Uh, here's another story that it actually could have been our ludicrous headline of the week, but it's all about the the massive uptick in catalytic converter theft. In addition to the, of course, terrible, terrible loss of life in Ukraine, we are continuing to see the, the relatively minor impacts of the war here in the U.S. And so to that, like many of us have heard about the impact that the war is going to have on wheat production. But who knew that Ukraine also accounted for 40% of global palladium production? Not me. I didn't know that until I saw the story. Uh, it, it turns out that palladium is a valuable metal when it comes to manufacturing catalytic converters, uh, which all cars have. Uh, and they're getting stolen off of cars. They're getting sold to metal scrappers since the prices of palladium has skyrocketed since the start of the war. So we wanted to mention that story because your catalytic converter, it is at risk. <laughs> so we've got a couple of tips for you. First of all, keep your car parked in the garage at night uh, if you are lucky enough to have a garage. We don't have those in the city. Most no, of us. <laughs> most folks don't. But, uh, you know, if you've got one of those garages that is full of a bunch of stuff, we would recommend for you this is a great time to clear all that crap out of there uh, listed on facebook marketplace or donate it but you want to clear out all that junk and make room because it could save you thousands of dollars uh, plus all the headache of having your catalytic converter <laughs> sawed off like in some cases i mean they're cutting other wires and stuff like that too so not yeah. only
1: is it just like the cost of a catalytic converter but there's all sorts of damage that is happening to vehicles might have to get your car towed additional damage could be had exactly. you got to protect yourself from these thieves and if you don't have a garage Park in a well lit spot. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Matt, we we have a side street that's pretty dark at night. We've been parking on the front in front of our house now because there is a street light directly above our yeah, car. those basically. brand
0: new uh, Georgia yeah. Power LEDs. Exactly, those things are bright,
1: and so it's like, all right, yeah, at least that that places you know one more hurdle in the thieves way <laughs> so yep. um, do whatever you can to protect your car because yeah catalytic converter theft is on the rise and it's something else matt like gas prices continue to remain extremely high right which is only spurring more and more folks to be interested in electric vehicles of course they're uh, as hansel was in later, they're so hot right now and uh someone in our facebook group who lives in california posted pics of basically seven dollar a gallon gas and and they're asking about crazy. buying a new electric vehicle. They were like, does it make sense for me? And, you know, we'd hesitate to tell someone to go buy a new car, even though gas prices have gone insane. But we are fans of electric vehicles already from a gas savings perspective, from a less maintenance perspective. Like they are the cars of the future and they can save you money now. But yeah, before you head to the new car lot (laughs) and you start test driving Teslas or Chevy Bolts or the new Ford Mustang, whatever it is, you should really look hard at the numbers on how much you are spending on gas each month because if you're a heavy driver in a state where gas is more expensive an ev purchase could pay off in the long run but don't let the current gas prices be an excuse to make a poor financial decision and matt you remember i don't know not not terribly long ago, we had a listener who drives a ton for work, and and he was thinking about buying one of those expensive electric trucks. Mm, that's and, right. Um, it was, it was, it cost a pretty penny. But he drives so much, and he lives in a state where gas costs so much that for him, it was actually a no-brainer. But for for most people, they have to actually run the numbers to decide whether mm. an electric vehicle makes sense for them or not. So much of it depends on you know your driving habits. That's right. It's also important to think about used electric vehicles as well
0: because. You know, like older Nissan Leafs, for instance, they have plummeted in value <laughs> as better looking electric vehicles with big, bigger battery packs and, and better range have hit the market. But opting for an unloved older. You know, electric vehicle, like that could be just the ticket to meaningful savings at the pump for you. Of course, there's Nissan Leafs, they have much uh, inferior range, of course. I get the desire to own an electric vehicle that can do 250 plus miles on a single charge. But if an EV with lesser range, if that works for you and your lifestyle and how you
1: drive, it can be well worth considering. Yeah, I think that's going to be the sweet spot for a lot of folks. Although, with used car prices having gone up, and I'm sure that's, those used EVs are going to cost more everything, and more. Everything too. Costs more right now. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the unfortunate truth. But, it, you know, if you run the numbers, buying like a ten, fifteen dollars $15,000 used electric vehicle. If it, you know, if you're a daily commuter, it could massively curb your gas consumption. It could pay for itself. But uh, Matt, let's let's get to another story about buy now, pay later. <laughs> We've talked about that a bunch, and it kind of continues to be the rage, despite how we feel about it. Uh, everyone is doing it now. Everyone's getting on board. Mm-hmm. Delta Airlines just jumped on the bandwagon too. They're now giving folks the ability to pay for their airfare, just like you can pay for a new clothing item on your favorite retailer's website in multiple. Installments. And uh, yeah, we won't belabor the point because if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know our stance. Buy Now, Pay Later gives folks a false sense that they're saving money basically by just extending the payment period out. And um, yeah, it allows a lot of folks who really can't afford an item right to buy it anyway. And so if you're trying to get out of debt or save more money, buy now pay later is not going to help you do that. And in fact, it might lead you into a worse financial predicament, having more monthly payments than you actually should have. And so yeah, you're seeing that option more and more when you're checking out across the web, even when you're buying airfare. And it's best, we would say just to avoid buy now pay later altogether.
0: That's right, man. And we have one last story, a credit reporting story, because the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, they're looking to get medical debt off of credit reports. At least that's what it's looking like. It turns out that more than half of debt that's gone to collections that in one way or the other, it stems from a medical procedure. Um, you know, those medical bills on your report are essentially they're gumming up millions of consumer credit scores, leading to an, a real inability to get a loan or to rent an apartment. And it's leading to high higher interest rates on car and home loans. Medical debt, it's certainly different than credit card debts, uh, because most medical debt occurs because of an emergency, right? It's involuntary. It's not necessarily something that you have chosen to do like you would with uh, a consumer purchase. I
1: can't wait for my spleen to
0: rupture and to hop into the hospital. (laughs) That's
1: exactly what I want Nobody's
0: saying that. (laughs) Uh, And so I think that it could make sense for the bureaus to treat it differently. That being said, it is treated a little bit differently. Uh, Credit bureaus, they've told collection agencies to wait roughly six months before reporting any unpaid or delinquent bills, essentially, whereas with a credit, like if you miss a uh, payment on a credit card, you see that hit your credit port, like literally the next billing cycle, the the very next month. And so it is treated a little bit differently. It'll be interesting to see what the CFPB does. And we'll report back if they end up changing the guidelines on this. Personally, I don't necessarily see this as the the perfect solution. I mean, medical billing, obviously, it's broken, right? It's it's broken. Or at the very least, it's very complex. But saying to credit bureaus that, hey, you can't report on this at all. This isn't something that you're allowed to share with lenders who are trying to look at an individual's overall financial history. Like the report shows, half of all debt stems somehow from medical procedures. How are we going to like essentially ignore that much medical debt? I don't see this being the best solution.
1: I totally agree with what you're saying. You you actually used the word, and I think you were right the first time. You said that the system is kind of broken. And I think you're right. I think the medical billing system is broken. The credit scoring system is kind of broken. Yeah. Um, and that actually has a massive impact on all of our personal finances. And in and, and one of the best ways to approach this, sadly, you have to get informed <laughs> on the healthcare billing front and you have to learn how to combat the high price of healthcare in your life. And so, um, yeah, we actually did a whole episode on that, Matt, with Marshall Allen, episode 409. So if you end up with a bill... That you can't pay or even a bill that you think is unfair there are ways to fight back um and and so yeah we would encourage everyone that's one of the my favorite episodes that we've done episode 409 with marshall allen and yeah it impacts a whole lot of people in this country Mm -hmm. um they need his information the information that he's sharing by the way speaking of credit matt we're we're actually going to demystify some myths about credit scores next week on the show yeah we are yeah folks should get ready for that on wednesday (laughs)
0: That's right. So we hope everyone has a great weekend. We've got an Ask How to Money episode lined up for you this coming Monday. We'll have links to all the different stories and some of the different resources we mentioned up on the website at howtomoney.com. And Joel, until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.